I have decided that Jacquard must be dealt with. But the Emperor has no preference in this. He merely wants the matter ended. When I am finished, this rivalry will be over once and for all. When I came across crotchety, this cannot be a real word, I said. Welcome to Who Are You, a Babylon 5 watchcast hosted by two former strangers, now friends, who have gotten to know each other while re-watching a favorite show from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. And we're going to play some plot poker. Hello. Oh, I deal myself in. Yeah, it's that time again. So we have a couple packs of the Shadows expansion left. And then yeah. we're going to get into some great war packs, which we did once before, but we were they were super spoily towns, so we're going to... Yeah. Now, <laughs> we'll now they should be. still try to take be. some out, yeah. I love that, obviously, the Shadows cover on the package is mm-hmm. a shadow, right? Yeah. And the Great War is a Vorlon. It's a very nice touch. Oh, I've got the, the cover, the box art, Mr. Morden, flanked by Ooh. two shadows. Ooh. That's a good one. Do I put him under characters or I put him under problems? I think we're going to put him under characters. I think if you get another one, you can put that one under problems. (laughs) I was looking at my stacks today before you got Mm -hmm. online. And uh, I'm pretty sure I have a Zathras in every stack. So Zathras (laughs) can be a a character or he can be a problem. Solution. (laughs) Solution or a twist. (laughs) Let's see. Did I get any of my first pack? I got another Zathras. <laughs> <laughs> I can just load load my deck up with Zathrases until we get some, some good Zathras heavy plots. I got a Shadow Ship. Ooh, that sounds like a problem. That does sound like a problem. I got a Vorlon Cruiser. <laughs> Is that a problem or a solution? I could see it being either. Well, we haven't actually seen this character yet, (laughs) but he's been referred to Emperor Cartagia. Yeah, we'll see him soon. He's referred to by name in this episode multiple times. Okay, so I'll go ahead and throw him in there in my stack. I got one that I'm going to show you the card, but I'm not going to say what it is because it's super spoily town. Okay. But it's unexpected return. Uh Can you make out who that is? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah, a hooded figure. <laughs> I got a walkabout, which is, you know, relevant to our current plots. <laughs> Ooh, I got a what are you? Whoa. I don't think we've had that question, have we? We, we have not. It's kind of rude, to be perfectly honest. It is kind of rude. <laughs> oh, hey, would you believe I got Dr. Lillian Hobbs? Oh, Wow. What a good I wonder, get for right now. I wonder if Lillian Hobbs got the trading card for having a character named after her. Yeah. I hope so. You know, it just occurred to me that statistically we've probably opened more packs of this card game than anyone else in the world in the last Possibly. year. Like if you take the time frame <laughs> and cut it to just this, like the last six to 12 months. 
It's probably uh-huh. us. Yeah. If not, we're probably in the top ten. <laughs> there may be some super nerds out there beating us, but do they have a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. The bo- the boxes are so cheap that it's just like I just like open and pack sometimes. It just makes mm-hmm. me feel nostalgic. Well, we start off with Zathras coming to Babylon 5. Yes, it finally it's a Zathras episode. I hope you've got two Zathrases in your pile of four right now. That'd be great, wouldn't it? As Zathras come on, comes on board the station, though, they're having an issue with a hacker Ooh. who is messing up the systems on the station. They believe he's one of the home guard people left over. Mm, yeah. And they managed to capture him. But with a personal sacrifice. Uh, So how they end up getting him is Garibaldi has to let some of his personal logs go as bait that the hacker takes. And then they use that to find the hacker. Uh And so now some people know about his history with the booze Mm -hmm. that he would rather do. Embarrassing, yeah. And then the twist at the end is there's some Psycor subliminal influences that have been left in the system that may impact other people in the future. Oh, no. That so I don't know what Zathras a... had to do with any of this, but I like this episode. I'm sure Zathras was involved in, like, the uh, the technical parts, you know, with his yeah. many tools. Maybe his presence on the station, maybe he was, like, digging around in something, and that's what allowed the hacker to do the thing in the first place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he accidentally took down a security thing. Whoops. That seems like a real Zathras move. Sure does. (laughs) Okay, so in the B plot, I I drew a Zathras, but I'm going to put him aside. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have an ambitious Centauri captain has come to the station. And he is, you know, out for... Ladder climbing that mm-hmm. Centauri often are trying to do, right? Yeah. Such is their way. And he is one that's on Lord Rifa's side, let's say, because we know that our Lord Rifa has some connections with the yeah. shadows. Yeah. He's he's now taken over the uh, calls from Mr. Morton. Mm-hmm. And this ambitious Centauri captain is looking for a shadow base. He is trying to find a shadow base and uh, prove his own worth in the Great Empire. So Jakar has kind of gotten wind of this Centauri captain and what he's up to. And he still has remaining followers on Babylon 5, right? Mm -hmm. So he's trying to rally the people and trying to get some influence in order to take out the Centauri ship that he knows is on a quest looking for more allies and the shadow base that he thinks is going to be advantageous to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's rallying all the people, they manage to get, you know, the Centauri captain driven away. And the twist is at the end of that, that the Centauri captain was given a slow poison. Ah. Jakar's people managed to also sneak a slow poison in through some agents. And so as the ship is leaving Babylon 5, it's not going to make it to the Centauri base because the captain is going to be taken out by a slow poison on the way. All right. Well, it's a shame that that gives us a really good segue 
because we can't take it. Because uh, <laughs> I need to ask you, how do you rate our episode on a scale of Babylon's one to five? I think it's interesting that the plot that had some shenanigans potential was mm-hmm. your A plot. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the shenanigans belong in the B plot, right? Yeah. But this is Babylon 5, so sometimes we just have shenanigans where we have shenanigans. Yeah, it, makes, it gets mixed up sometimes for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty good lore episode. You yeah, know, I'd watch this up. Centauri and we've got Narns fighting them in their subversive ways and Mm -hmm. a little bit of shadow stuff mixed in the background Uh, so yeah this sounds like a pretty solid average episode to me yeah so much of the stuff we get with the centauri is like almost directly through londo's eyes or or veers and it's usually not people who have londo's ambition but aren't at his station Mm -hmm. and there's got to be a ton of those people around the republic so it makes sense that someone would be out like, hey, this ship helped us, but we don't know who they are. So I'm going to go find them like some mm-hmm. like low level dude who's just like, I've got a ship, but I don't know anything important. Yeah. Going and trying to find their secret allies. Yeah. And we know the Centauri are real like social climbers. Mm-hmm. So very believable. All right. So what was that segue you were going to take us with? Well, that Centauri ambitious captain might die of a slow poison. And not every Centauri makes it out of this episode. We have season three, episode 20, and the rock cried out, no hiding place. Mm, so good. It's so, so good. good. We get a very ominous Z minus 14 days. Yeah, we're getting a countdown to what? There's a countdown. We don't know what. Something with a Z, because that's the weird addition to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know why you would do Z, my, it's so weird. Like, I guess, I don't know. It just is like, I know it's a storytelling device and that Uh the characters are not aware of it clearly because they're not talking about, oh yeah, you know, that holiday Z day that we're going to celebrate for the first time. You know, and it's like the music and the stinger, like it's all it's all there to be perfectly ominous and it's not pretending otherwise. It just Mm -hmm. feels weird because we don't have a device like this at any other point in the show. Mm -hmm. I completely forgotten about this countdown. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's nice that they're really giving us a point in time, though. Yeah, we know. We know it's some 14 days like to have that kind of a solid chronology of an episode even is unusual yeah i I like when we get those points in time you know because we've had it where the season tried to point out where in the year we're at as we get close to new years or we get past new years like telling us how far apart things are i like that because i i don't have a strong sense of time always and i need Mm -hmm. that so on opening up z minus 14 days we've got another ivanova personal log yeah, big war update. Mm-hmm. We see uh, that telepaths are being moved to ships all around to help fight the shadows. Yeah. Did you catch who we're assigning to first in this scene? No. We have somebody who's getting stuck on a Pakmara ship. <laughs> I, I turned to my husband and I was like, God, I hope there's somebody <laughs> on that ship that's packing the right food. Sorry, try not to drink the water. Right. 
<laughs> I am bringing exactly 400 bags of beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> and hoping I can make it work. Yeah, you need to pack like you remember when we when you uh set up your food on the Oregon Trail because if you're mm-hmm. stuck with the Pakmara for a long time, woo. Yeah, that can You don't want to just go down to the cafeteria. No. <laughs> no, that's going to be a bad day. Indeed. After the telepaths, we find out that Sheridan is moving the League of Non-Aligned Worlds around as a single allied fleet, hmm. which is a big deal because most of these people were at war with each other six episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah, like shadow-induced war, right? Yeah. So that's great to hear that. that, yeah, people are coming together to help fight mm-hmm. the shadows. Uh, Franklin is still out on walkabout. Mm-hmm. We get a reminder that Brother Theo exists, so we know he's in this episode. Yeah. Hooray. I don't Yay. know how much longer we get, Brother Theo, so we got to enjoy him while we can. Yeah. And we cut over to Jakar, who is assigning Narn bodyguards to all the telepaths being assigned to miscellaneous ships. Yeah. Remember, if you're walking around with a Narn bodyguard, there's a person who's going to live to 150, right? Yep. That's the rules. Ivanova's like, uh, you do not have great relations with everyone that we're putting on these ships. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm, might not work out. Made friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jakar believes in the cause, so. Yeah. And he, he finds it a poetic to send these, you know, this race that has no telepaths is going mm-hmm. to guard the telepaths and still fight the shadows anyway. I think that's a, I think he's right. It is a little bit poetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, we cut over to Londo, who has decided to finally do something about Jakar. Uh-huh. He, he has a plan to get Jakar to leave Sanctuary on Babylon 5 for Narn, and he needs Veer's help to execute Jakar to theme. Yeah, this is a big reveal. Spoo still on the fork. Veer's just like, what? <laughs> I love how the spoo wasn't prepared properly and he forces Veer to switch with him. (laughs) I feel like Londo is the guy who orders his steak well done and Veer is the guy who orders his steak very well done. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, you're trading. It's like, Londo wants a a medium well, but he doesn't trust anyone to do it. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I could see that. No one is going to do it right because that's how Londo feels about everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one but Londo. Back from theme, Ivanova's hanging out with Brother Theo. He's waiting for some other religious figures to a- arrive on Babylon 5. Yeah. We get a nice cohort that's coming in. Some of them annoy him, clearly, right? Yeah, it's a nice cohort with plenty of sass from Theo. Yeah. He's having a good time here. We've got some good guest stars in here. Did you Google any of these guys? I recognize them, but I did not Google them. Yeah. So the one that Brother Theo is clearly most agitated with is Mel Winkler. And he is Mm -hmm. playing the uh, Southern Baptist reverend who is kind of key in this episode for me. But Mel Winkler, he's a a real recognizable face, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely has some that guy chops running around. I think the thing that most of our listeners will recognize him from is that he was in Star Trek Voyager in the 37s episode. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we find all the past people in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, Yeah, Amelia Earhart and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so he's one of the past people. Oh, okay. So, yeah, especially, I know you're in a Voyager rewatch, so if he felt familiar, that's probably the last time you saw him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in But he did Cosby Show and he did a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we got Mel Winkler and then we've got next recognizable guy is Eric Avari. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, again, the most recognizable place for me as a host of this podcast was he is the SETI guy in Independence Day. Okay. Like the SETI chief. That's fun. You know, at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's, I knew I recognized <laughs> him from something. Yeah. And I also have a fun story about Eric Avari. He and I have been in the same series. What? Because <laughs> I... I was an extra in The Librarian 3 when it filmed in New Orleans in 2008. <laughs> and apparently he was in The Librarian 2 in 2006. <laughs> so One degree of separation, Laura. Yeah. I mean, I've practically been in Babylon 5 now, right? <laughs> 100%. That's totally how that works. This is, this is the headcanon. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I loved that when I, when I saw him, I recognized him from Independence Day. So I went Googling and I was like, oh, my God, we've both been in the librarian movies. <laughs> <laughs> both directed by Jonathan Frakes as well. Ah. So, yeah, I never actually watched all of the Librarian 3. I watched past my scene, which was toward the beginning of the movie. And uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is bad. And I turned it off. No way. <laughs> After the religious delegation heads out. Rifa walks into the station wondering what was going on there. Oh, well, it must have been nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rifa's really looking forward to meeting with Minister Verini and Londo a little bit, right? Yeah, he's got some plans. Plans upon plans. That's all this episode yeah. is. Delenn tells Sheridan to get some sleep and a thesaurus. Sheridan is trying to piece together the shadow attacks with no luck. And Delenn has arranged a need for him to take a break uh-huh. since Mimbari don't lie you'll give great shame to me and my family if you don't come to the dinner that I said you'd be at uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very wifey move isn't it I know we're yeah. not we're not that serious but it's a very wifey move Lando is aware of Rifa's presence and tells his plan to get Jakar to veer he tells Veer that Natoth is still alive in their government building, and he knows that Jakar is the only one who knows that building well enough to be the one to go save her. Mm. And when Veer's all like, I don't want to tell Jakar this, he's all like, fuck you. You're going to tell Jakar this, yeah. or I'm going to tell everyone what you did with those fucking Narn when you were on Mimbar. And then your family's going to get shamed and killed. And then you're going to get shamed and killed. Yeah, he's going to blow up the whole Abraham Lincoln story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Rifa and the minister talk about Babylon 5, how some real alphas talk about those Delta cucks. I, I, I guess. I don't. That's just kind of the vibe I got. I don't know how any of that conversation actually goes. <laughs> yeah. You're not in that corner of YouTube, huh? No. <laughs> Nope, I steer clear of that shit. Keep that out of your algorithm, yeah. I was at a gym the other day working out, 
and some dude was wearing a shirt that was just like sleeveless cut off lifting weights you know like like mm-hmm. you would expect that just said alpha af and i'm all like if you have to put that on a t-shirt i have some yeah. bad news for you about your actual status <laughs> like well, it's absurd and sometimes it's like well are you doing it ironically i don't know i don't know you so <laughs> i didn't get that vibe but i also did not have a conversation yeah yeah that's one of the things you need a lot more context in order to sniff that out but do you actually want to get the context mm. probably not <laughs> if someone was running around wearing a trump fuck your feelings shirt I would not engage them to find right. out if it was ironic or not. Right. <laughs> I'm just not interested. I'm out. You have to signal that visually somehow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, these guys are wannabe alphas. Yeah. He tells the minister that he brought him to Babylon 5 so that he could see how alien Londo has become. That's his big play here. It's like, look, there's this thing between my house and, La- and House Malari. But Londo's, like, not even Centauri anymore. He spent too much time among the aliens. Yeah, he's gone native. He he shouldn't even be considered. Yeah, he had to get him out of the court. As soon as he says this, Londo, like, shows up. Perfect. Yeah. It's also the most ridiculous thing, right? Like, Londo is clinging Mm -hmm. to his Centauri-ness harder than anybody we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Veer goes to Jakar, goes to commercial. The minister gives Londo the same speech he gave Rifa about how this issue between the two houses needs to be resolved. And he's all Mm -hmm. like, well, I will not solve this with words. I will prove this with actions. A guard overhears all of it and sneakily walks away in the background. (laughs) So sneaky. After this, we get the dinner for Sheridan to relax at. And we find that they've brought back a bunch of stolen transmissions from Earth. Smuggled them all in a Bible. Look at this. Especially the Baptist was useful. <laughs> I think that's a nice the touch. Resistance lives on. Yeah. The, the 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 minister here does get the best line, which is I'd rather do something and be wrong than do nothing out of fear. Mm-hmm. Good line. Yeah. yeah. Good good call to action. Jakar goes to Garibaldi to ask him to smuggle him to Narn. Yeah. A big package. I love how he <laughs> describes it. <laughs> yeah. About yay tall. Package. Yay wide. Yeah, and he he doesn't tell him that he's got word about Natoth being alive, just that this is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And he's hoping for somebody to be able to drop him off and then idle for a while and take yeah, him back. Yeah, just hang out for a couple hours and then bring me back. So presumably this is the rangers that are going to do this, pull this off, right? For sure. Yeah. Probably Marcus so, personally at this point. Yeah. This is Marcus's <laughs> kind of bread and butter. He loves this stuff. Right. We don't see it, but I like to think that he's there. Yeah. After this, Veer gets on the elevator and gets jumped by the Centauri goons. He's taken to a dark room and uh, just imprisoned there by Lord Rifa, who says, you know, that, hey, you've got to tell me these plans that Malari has. Or we're going to take it from you. Yeah. Veer's not happy about this. He's like, Rifa, what matters to you about this? What are you doing? <laughs> what is going on? But uh, yeah, Veer has a bad go as Centauri Norm MacDonald steps out of the shadows 
and probes his mind to find out Londo's plans. These Centauri telepaths, they clearly don't have the same code of ethics that you no. see the Psychor at least proclaim. Okay, the Psychor mm -hmm. doesn't have Psychor's code of ethics either, <laughs> but <laughs> there's like a facade there, right? Mm -hmm. After all this, we see uh, Sheridan and Reverend Dexter talk about sharing responsibility, the worry tank mm -hmm. getting full. Uh -huh. And he's like, well, I don't want to pile on Delenn, you know, she's got her own shit. And then he tells the story about his uh, wife cleaning his apartment because it was more than just cleaning. It was helping. And that felt different. It yeah. wasn't just it, it's not a one for one when you help somebody. Yeah. I mean, gender roles aside in that conversation, I get the for idea. Sure. Yeah. It's different when you're doing something with somebody or for somebody than when you're just doing it yourself. Like, I always find mm -hmm. it harder to cook for myself. 100%. For some reason, the boys are both gone. It's like, well, you know, if, if I don't have something in my mind that I'm like, I really want this and I never get mm -hmm. this, you know, it's yeah. like, why bother? <laughs> I don't need to eat to live. <laughs> I always will go out and get fried chicken when I'm by yeah. myself because I'm the only one who's really, I, I don't even want to say I'm like really into fried chicken. We've got a really good fried chicken place. It's not very far from me that I 100% will just be all like, time to go. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going to admit something very shameful. Sometimes when Aaron is not around, my thing is Arby's because he hates Arby's. <laughs> so I'll go get myself <laughs> beef and cheddar. <laughs> I get that. Arby's tastes like sadness. I, I, I do occasionally go because low key they have on a menu item that is super good. And it's yeah. just like it's their turkey euro. Oh, OK. If you have not had the turkey euro from Arby's one, Arby's sponsored this podcast Two, go try a <laughs> turkey euro. And you're like, because it's just like, why would I order that from Arby's? It's not even a euro, right? Because mm -hmm. you're right, listener. If you're upset that I consider the turkey euro from Arby's a euro, it's not. Mm -hmm. Right. It can it's also be not pronounced food. gyro. I don't care what part of the country you live in. <laughs> well, the point of this whole scene was like that Sheridan needs a confidant is Dexter's yeah. opinion. And this little lady is crazy about him. He can tell. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he sees it. He knows. Yeah, but Sheridan doesn't like to be lectured at. Have you noticed this about our boy? 100%. Whatever. Especially like not from the Patriarchy, I guess. Me. <laughs> <laughs> he does get a jab in here about, like, oh, are you going to sell me your religion now? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I don't care about selling you my religion. When God comes a knocking, you won't need me to tell you who it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best way to be as a, uh, a religious figure. Let mm -hmm. your actions do the talking. Okay, so we get another Z minus 13 days. Yeah. We've definitely turned over days here, and Jakar is arriving on the Narn homeworld. Yep, and we see the state of Narn, and it is basically okay. nuclear winter. Yeah, we say something about it's, you know, dust, wind cold the the dust is probably contributing to the cold right blocking out yeah. sunlight mm -hmm. yeah they expect it to last for years i would assume so yeah we cut over to the kari building I, well i guess it's the same building that your in it's just 
the part of it that's being used by the Centauri. And Rifa talks shit like a Batman villain when they think they've won, but it's still before they've won. Yeah. This is the hubris, man. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, it is never a good look. Nope, nope, nope. I I thought it was very funny that in this part of the government building, we are setting it up to look like the Centauri Royal Palace. Mm -hmm. Because we need the Centauri Royal Palace set here soon in the show and we got to start getting it ready yeah but we totally didn't just want to build another set yeah yeah (laughs) the excuse is that you know cartagia is going to come visit narn at -hmm. some point and he wants to be you know at home on narn yeah okay what kind of weirdo Mm -hmm. would do that (laughs) jafar well when we meet (laughs) cartagia gonna be interesting that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So Rifa needs some loyal guards to come on yep. this mission that he's got, that he thinks he's going to finally get one up on Malari for good. Yep. Yep. He needs the, the most loyal guards so that he can deliver Malari's head on a silver platter. And he's like, oh, I got just the guys. Don't you worry about that. Uh-huh. Sheridan and Delenn puzzle out the shadow's tactics and they figure it out. They are corralling people into a central location in order to attack them all at once. Yeah, we start putting the everything up as dots on the TV, you know, in the mm-hmm. cube of the sector. And uh, we see that they're trying to drive them into a certain space. And then Sheridan says that that's what he would do. And Delenn is not happy. <laughs> I I totally understand his sentiment. He's saying, this is what I would do if I didn't have a conscience or ethics. Yeah. But she cannot imagine being someone who did not have a conscience or ethics, unlike yeah. Sheridan and myself, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just like, all right, break time. Yeah. After this, Lando rescues Veer as Jakar moves underground and is followed by Rifa. And at this point, we start this big cross-cut sequence mm-hmm. between the preaching and the Narn homeworld. Jakar plays a message from Lando, listing off the reasons why his vengeance is overdue. And Rifa's like, what madness is this? There it is. I thought you were going to yep. do it earlier, and then you just, like, uh, diverted. Nope, drop edging the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jakar delivers the death sentence as the choir sings. And what follows might be my favorite two minutes of Babylon 5. I agree. Hard agree. This is really impactful. It's such a good scene. It's so well done. I will say, I feel like the HD remaster did take a bit away from this because the scenes on Narn did not seem to be upscaled like the scenes on the station were. And that made it a little jarring. I definitely thought it did not look as good. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish that the Narn scenes had been a little bit cleaner. But yeah, the Narns beat Rifa to death, leaving the data crystal in his face alone while the choir sings that there's no hiding place 
Yeah, no hiding place for the sinners. If the symmetry were any more perfect, I should think one of us would break into tears. Yeah. I think it's interesting if you watch Jakar in this scene. Mm -hmm. He does not throw any blows. He just watches everyone else throw blows and kind of turns away. And that's sort of telegraphing to me how different Jakar is than he would have been at the first of this show. Right? For sure. He was always out for blood, but now, you know, he knows that throwing any of those blows is not going to make him feel any better. He knows that they've got Mm -hmm. to do this, not just for Malari. You know, they're doing it for the thousands, millions of Narns that died, right? Yeah. And the the thousands of Narns that will be freed. Yeah. They're, they're doing it for a reason, but he doesn't feel the blood anymore. So it's clear that Londo had to have gone and talked to Jakar after Veer, right? Yeah. Like, that's the only way this happens, because he's not around looking for Natoth. And he plays mm-hmm. the message from Londo. We do not see this scene. I want to see this scene. I understand that you can't give it to us for the narrative like yeah but i would have loved if they could have cut back to it and showed us that super awkward conversation where londo's like hey you're gonna go rescue natoth she's not there that was a lie here's what's actually going on i need you to kill this fucker here's the evidence that he's the one who destroyed your home world he did all of this terrible shit i couldn't stop him Uh, i don't care if you believe me about that but here's the evidence that he did it And if you go and do this, I will free thousands of Narn. Yeah, that could have been a cool scene. Like, you know, you just after after this, obviously, because this is cool enough on its own. You get Jakar just like staring off into space thinking and then you fade into the the past flashback of their conversation Mm -hmm. and Jakar deciding to do this. That could have been cool, too. I mean, maybe... Narratively, yeah. they didn't need it, obviously, but yeah, it could have been fun. They have not been in person since the dust thing. Yeah, yeah. So we we need to see them together still. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so good, though. Like, the, the cuts yeah. back and forth, the music. This is such a well-written little... I mean, uh, And the Rock Cried Out No Hiding Place is like a traditional spiritual american song right but there's lots of different versions of words if you google it you know lots of bluegrass versions out there on um, apple music or whatever you're using to find your stuff but this is like well chosen and the choir is you know well choreographed with their yeah words and actions and stuff just fits really really well and now if you google instead of get it just getting the song or the spiritual you get this episode you know yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty amazing. It's so good. I put a I I like asked Google to play the song while I was doing like digging into the notes to start uh-huh. watching the episode and it played the version from the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's how how much it's really tied in and become associated with this scene. Yeah. So Lando's plan is fulfilled as he talks it over with the minister. He puts all of Veer's work on Mimbar on Rifa. He doesn't like, yeah. obviously he can't say that, but when he's talking about the stuff that Rifa was doing, some of that, not all of it, but some of it is definitely the stuff 
that would very easily be Abraham O. Lincoln-y, right? Uh-huh. And so he does this, besides for his own reason, he also clears Veer's name. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone ever finds this shit, they won't point to Veer. They'll know that it was Rifa now. Yeah, and I I don't think Veer knows this, right? And I don't think he's going to I don't think Veer this. cares. Yeah. He's pissed about being used, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. he was lied to outright, knowing that, you know, Londo knew Veer was going to get got. Mm-hmm. He was going to get interrogated. And that he needed that to happen in order to get Rifa. Specifically in this manner. Yeah, and he couldn't even give Veer any reassurance that, you know... I'm not actually sending Jakar to his death, theoretically, <laughs> you know, like I'm not making mm-hmm. you betray him because he knows that he's going to get telepathically scanned. Yeah. So he only gives him part of the story and Veer has to feel terrible for at least a day. Right. Yep. And after this, Delenn shows Sheridan, hey, I bought you a new car. And then they make out. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally kiss time guys yeah yeah it just takes a fleet of warships to really get them both in the mood apparently <laughs> that's For an interesting personality trait yeah it's bizarre but i get it like it's we're doing this thing you know here's the fleet of white stars it's a really cool reveal and then we end on z Minus 10 days. Yep. And we're getting there. So whatever Z is. So Jafar. Laura. How do you feel about this episode on a scale of Babylon's 1 to 5? I really like this episode. Mm -hmm. This is a great episode. (laughs) It's great to see Londo really pull out those Skeeban chops and Mm -hmm. be the character we know he is. It's great to see that plan come to fruition. The episode itself, like... The A plot, the B plot, it all comes together very well. Even though the A plot and B plot don't intertwine in the story, mm-hmm. the the shots and the theme are really great. Because, you know, it's not talking about the Narn resistance, they're talking about the Earth resistance, too. So there's a lot of stuff overlaying that shows that there is hope that these evil people who are doing evil things will have justice for mm-hmm. their crimes. It's great. I don't have any complaints but it's not, it doesn't feel like a perfect episode to me. Like, I feel like other episodes are better, but it's one of those, like, ask me to, ask me to tell you why I can't. Yeah. This is a solid four out of five for me. It's a great app. Yeah. I don't know. It's not Babylon squared. (laughs) It made such an impression on me that I'm going to give it my five out of five. Like I, again, I have no, no, notes you know the because we've seen londo be both competent and a buffoon and it's Mm -hmm. a real interesting turn into that ruthless competency that he can sometimes have and i i love the scheming i love it i love you know i hate for veer that he got put in that position but yeah it's absolutely what londo had to do in order to get what he needed done and mm-hmm. I really like that he chose the enemy of his enemy to be his friend, you know, that he went 
to Jakar, even though they're not friends. <laughs> no. And knew he could get something that Jakar really wanted and needed. And mm -hmm. also get his enemy out of his way. And this is just a, a start on a ruthless path for him that he's going to try to set some things I don't know, right is the word, but <laughs> he's trying to do some some things better. Yeah. So, you know, I man, if you're Veer right now, I I do you think up to this point Veer felt like Londo still had something redeemable in him? Or do you think he had already kind of turned on that? He he still thinks Londo is redeemable. He's he's yeah. said things along those lines this season. Yeah. If you feel if you feel that way after the genocide and all that stuff, mm -hmm. then you're gonna feel that way for forever. Yeah, yeah. So you think at the end of this episode, he's still he's upset, but he still believes. Yeah, I think if there's an eternal optimist on this show, it's probably gonna be Veer, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just real beautiful for me, and I, I'm okay. I'm a sucker for anything that wisely uses choral music in it <laughs> so uh the gospel choir for me just nails it this whole thing yeah. it's great work of art i love it five out of five all right well next week we've got season three episode 21 shadow dancing the shadows launch a major offensive franklin finds a spiritual resolution and sheridan receives a surprise visitor hmm. and he's not the only one We've got a surprise visitor, too. We're going to be joined by Yum Yum Podcast next episode. Hooray! I'm so excited. Yes, me too. We haven't got the exact time yet due to the ridiculous multinational time change we're dealing with. Yeah. But I'm very excited to have, to have them on. And it's going to be a great time. So tune in next week for that. And while we're closing out, let's say thank you, Jeremy Siegel creator of our lovely theme music. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysegal42.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Mm -hmm. Hey, Aaron, thanks for editing our podcast. Really yeah, appreciate you. So you. <laughs> Especially in these times. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, you can join the conversation on our Discord, whoareyoub5 at gmail.com. We have other social media that I theoretically should take responsibility for but i don't <laughs> fuck twitter i hate it yeah you can send us a facebook message we'll probably get to that 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 might be a little easier but definitely yeah. email who are you b5 at gmail.com we would ask for your thoughts on the end of season three this episode airs a month and a half from now so <laughs> whoops yeah uh we needed to start asking for those a long time ago we can consult the discord for sure yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll consult the Discord in real time. But uh yeah. All right, we'll see you next week, Internet. Bye. There's no hiding place down here. Yeah. I went to the rock to hide my face, but the rock cried out no hiding place. There's no hiding place down here.